Today is the first Wednesday of the month of June, which means today is the monthly grind. This is our segment each month with our friends from the National Corn Growers Association, where we look at how that group is working to drive corn demand higher around the world. This week, we're talking about that intersection between meat exports and corn demand. Joining us to talk through these issues, we've got Wendy Osborne. She serves as the Director for Market Development with Ohio Corn and Wheat. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be on. And we also have Ralph Lentz, Iowa farmer, serves on the executive committee as the on the board of directors for the U.S. Meat Export Federation. And Ralph, thank you for joining us here today. Glad to be with you, Mike. Thank you. Let's talk about the U.S. MEF first. Ralph, I'm going to throw this question to you. What is the U.S. Meat Export Federation for listeners who've maybe not gotten familiar with you guys? Well, it stands for United States Meat Export Federation, and they help in opening up markets to export our meat around the world. And Ralph, as I understand it, you guys do that by engaging with folks around the world. It's a very person-to-person kind of interaction. Can you tell us a little bit about the most recent get-together up there in Minneapolis here at the end of May? We, uh, we we met up there in Minneapolis. We got feedback from, from our different countries where we do business. We're in 80 different countries around the world uh, doing exporting business. But uh, exporting looks really good right now. Everybody likes our product, and uh, we're having some pretty good results with our exports right now. Ralph, when we say some pretty good results with our exports, can you give us a little more detail? How was 2022 from a meat export perspective? It was a pretty good year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, Beef kind of set an all-time high. Beef exports, pork was down just a little bit, but uh, that was due to China being shut down, those Asian countries not being open because of COVID. They didn't uh, import as much meat, but uh, this year everything's opening up and it looks really good. Everything's opening up. It looks really good. We're seeing more of that U.S. corn-fed meat moving overseas to optimistic buyers hungry for our quality. And Wendy, what does this mean for corn growers at the end of the day? Yeah, so corn growers recognize that 95% of the world's population lives outside the U.S. So trade is just so important to the U.S. farm farmer. And American corn farmers want to help increase demand for U.S beef and pork around the world and because they're a large consumer of our corn. And so the U.S. MEF just updated its export numbers for 2022 and illustrated that the value of the corn uh, to, to corn and soybean farmers. The show, study shows that in 2021, beef and pork exports, this is just the exports, Mike, they accounted for 537 million bushels of corn usage, which equates to about $2.94 billion to the American corn farmer. That is incredible. Folks, just to put that figure into some perspective, just the amount of corn that we feed animals who we sell overseas, almost 600 million bushels, that is huge. And we want to keep it going, right? That is, at the end of the day, the goal of the Market Development Action Team. That's the goal of USMEF. Ralph, as you look out over the summer from USMEF's perspective, we've got this intersection of corn and export issues happening with Mexico. What's USMEF thinking about as, as you look at that topic going ahead with their concerns on GMO corn? Well, we've had meetings with Mexico uh, with concerns about the GMO corn. We're worried about it. Uh, it's all right for us to uh, export meat that is fed GMO corn, and they're they're good with that. And they're going to feed GMO corn to their own livestock. 
It's just their own uh, uh, food grade consumption. They're having trouble with the GMO, but uh, we are staying in close contact with Mexico because they are one of our largest meat exporters. They certainly are. They're a huge meat exporter. They are a huge grain buyer from the U.S. And all of those things definitely matter. Wendy, as you think about how we navigate these challenges as corn, as livestock producers, where do partnerships between the Market Development Action Team for NCGA and the USMEF make sense? How do you guys add value to this uh, partnership? Yeah, so the National Corn Growers Association and the U.S. Meat Export Federation have been longtime partners. Again, we've understood the value of that relationship. Um, during the May National Corn Growers Association uh, Market Development Action Team meeting, uh, the team approved allocating funds to assist hosting the upcoming USMEF Global Processing Seminar in Lincoln, Nebraska during July 25th through 27th. Uh, this is a great educational event where food companies from around the world will come into the U.S. and learn about U.S. beef and pork. Um, this event uh, will be the third iteration of NCGA's co-sponsored U.S. MEF. And so um, also last year we approved funding to help develop virtual reality goggles to help uh, show American agriculture to export buyers overseas during the trade show events. So just a little glimpse of just a few things that we're doing uh, to help support the USMEF and our U.S. beef and pork uh, farmers. And Wendy, it's so fantastic to find that partnership works well in bringing those foreign buyers over. Ralph, I know when we mentioned this before from USMEF's perspective, it makes such a big difference when you bring those meat buyers over to the United States to see how American livestock production works. And I'm wondering, now that COVID's in the rearview mirror, does MEF have more plans to bring more foreign buyers back into this country? Oh, yes. Uh, those buyers are, are really wanting to get over here and take a look at, at what we're doing over here. And they really appreciate farm visits. They love to go out and see producers and how things work on their farms. And, and that way they can relate it back to their meat and everything. They love to see family operations. That makes a lot of sense. Of course, I love seeing family operations if I'm learning about new aspects in agriculture. And Ralph, I'm curious if these folks are coming from different countries and they're learning about American ag and livestock production, what stands out? I mean, what's a what's a value add for American ag in these buyers' eyes? Uh, well, they're looking at sustainability now. Uh, you know, they want everything a little more carbon-free and everything. Uh, Everybody's becoming more and more environmental uh, conscious, and they're wanting to see how we, what we're doing to to help aid this environmental situation. Yes, the environment is always top of mind for buyers nowadays. And Wendy, you are, of course, market development director for the Ohio Corn and Wheat. And Ohio is a livestock powerhouse. That is certainly true. Can you talk about how corn demand in Ohio has been growing with regard to uh, to meat consumption? Yeah. So again, we've seen meat consumption uh, increase uh, in the U.S., but again, there's just so much opportunity as meat consumption um, expands across the world. As you know, we have growing populations. We have uh, areas, there's emerging markets uh, in Asia where more people are moving to urban areas and they just have a rising middle class that has the demand um, for meat. And, you know, in the U.S., we just produce a really high quality meat product. Um, and so there's such a desire for U.S. grain fed beef and U.S. pork around the world.
There certainly is. And Ralph, as you look out from USMEF's perspective, you mentioned we saw strong demand growth come back in Southeast Asia. As you folks look ahead to 2023, barbecue summertime is in front of us. What global regions look like hotspot for U.S. beef and pork exports? Uh, anything in Asia, Korea, Japan, uh, China, they, they all love our corn-fed beef. That's not duplicated anywhere in the world. And the pork products are moving well. Again, it's, it's Asia. It's the driver behind this. They've got a taste of our red meat, and they don't like fish anymore. They're moving more than red meats. Man, and Ralph, does it sound like that is a permanent shift, or is that a COVID change that they could be going back to fish? Uh, no, they, they are, as they earn more money, have a better standard of living, they want to buy red meat. They're tired of eating fish. Well, I guess I know how that goes. I certainly love throwing a good piece of red meat on the grill. That is for sure. Wendy, as we've got folks thinking about this growing season coming up, thinking about driving more demand for corn, what areas are you optimistic about? Yeah, again, I think exports uh, just in general, but again, the U.S. beef and pork exports are certainly, um, you know, a significant, I think, going to be a portion of our opportunity as we just look around the world. And, you know, just talking back on the opportunity, uh, you know, in Southeast Asia, specifically even in China, um, there's just a really rebounding um, food service as they're coming out of COVID, uh, eating more in restaurants. And so we've seen a really increase in tourism and that food service. And so that's just creating even more demand for our products. And that is something we like to see. And it is something worth celebrating. And folks, it doesn't happen without teamwork. Our thanks to Wendy Osborne of the Ohio Corn and Wheat and Ralph Lentz of the U.S. Meat Export Federation for talking about that partnership that allows more U.S. meat to be sold, which puts more dollars in U.S. corn farmers' pockets. Both of you, thank you so much for joining us on AOA today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Folks, stay tuned. When AOA returns, we'll be talking with Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX, but you can learn more about the Market Development Action Team at ncga.com. Thanks for listening to The Monthly Grind. Stay tuned for more AOA. AOA.